So, today is the 1st of June, and this is the chapter Integration. So, I want to say just a few words about this chapter, about a few points that I think are significant here. So, Joko is talking about, um, there's, there's a long introduction, but essentially, she's talking about, as she says it, the integration of ourself as a human being, um, being body-mind as one, or better yet, as not two, body-mind world as not two. Um, and going, in a way, beyond self-centered emotions, and as she puts it, and the thousands of these illusions, um, that's really what the practice is. Um, And the point of that, in a way, is... To use that as an entranceway, so to speak, as she says, to open up to a new vision of life. Or, as she puts it, um, to continue the work with thoughts, with body sensations. Not because the thoughts or body sensations are anything special, but because in giving ourselves away to this, we can be, as she puts it, open to a new vision of life. Now what that is, we don't, we, we don't have to figure anything out. There isn't a particular vision, but thoughts and experience are, you could say, the gateless gate into this present, not an end point. Um, so it's a matter of seeing all the different varieties of ego, ego self-centeredness that conditions and circumstances bring up, um, which means being willing to notice and use Joko's words, own our opinions, own our strategies, which we all want, in order to own the events of the present moment, own the circumstances of the present moment. Um, and so that, again, I'll say it that way, not being in control of what life brings us, and yet we can handle whatever life brings us. We can respond to whatever life brings us. That's integration. Integration, because what life brings us is our life. It's not that something's being brought to us, so-called inside here, this body from so-called outside there, life. Um...
there's nothing else that we need to get. In fact, there's nothing at all that we're going to get. And it's how do we embrace be the present moment. That's why, in a way, this chapter is called Integration. So what's the integration into the circumstance moment by moment that arises and what's the integration so that our various and endless um, considerations in all the different forms don't blind us. Okay, I, I think that's enough of an in, introduction. To, uh, for us to explore it. Um, so let's see what you have to say. Let's see what you can say about what's added to circumstances of the present moment, whether it's the circumstances so-called inside your head or so-called inside your body or so-called someone else showing up in your space or, or circumstances happening in your life or the life of the universe. So I'll stop here and then we can explore further what Joko's trying to get at, what she's encouraging us with this um, with this chapter so you know um, I heard uh, I when I when I was reading this chapter um, it was one thing that really uh, kind of struck me um, I think it's along the lines of what you're what you're asking. Although I think I could have a different example based on what you just said, but but let me just say this because it on page ninety five where she talks about um, uh, for example, as long as we worry about oh wait, wait. before you say it, where where are you on page ninety five so the rest of us can follow uh, along? Uh, the top of the momentarily seeing the oneness of the universe yes. doesn't really mean that our lives will be freer. For example, as long as we worry about what someone's done to us, like taking our money, we are not truly integrated. Of course, so this refers back to the original story yeah. that you talked about again. But, um, but uh, we are not truly integrated. Whose money is it anyway? And what makes a piece of land ours? Uh, our sense of ownership arises because we're afraid and insecure, so we want to own things. Um, I, I, I get her, I, I, I see what she's saying there, and I understand about people and ideas and opinions, and I'm good with that, you know, pretty much. But um, but when it comes to owning land, <laughs> uh, you know, that raised some issues that I even wrote down. You know, yes and maybe no, I too, I'm not, I just noticed that, that came up for me. Um, good. Because, yeah, I, I don't know about that. Good. So we want to, we own land and there's an earthquake. 
What do we do? How do we respond? A natural disaster. That's okay. We own land. <laughs> we, we own land, and um, uh, uh, I forgot what it's called. The, the legal, the, the, the city take it, takes it. Oh, eminent domain. By eminent domain, and the Supreme Court holds up the city's taking it by eminent domain. So what do we do? Well, let's think about the Native Americans, okay, Ellen? You, let's yeah. just stay right here in our own country. Don't even Good. have to go to other places that I was thinking about originally. But I'll go right here. So, you know, look what would happen to them, Ellen. That's right. It's awful. So what do we do now? Well, I don't know. If you really interpret it that way, I don't think Joko meant that, but I think if you interpret it. I don't know what we do now, but I, 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 that's, that is a, one that I would have to work on more. Uh, I don't know. She's not, she's not um, advocating that, oh, no one owns land and therefore anyone could do anything they want. That isn't what she's saying. It's how do we deal with circumstances whether we own, whether it's events, circumstances, our opinions, strategies, in the face of what happens with with the moment of whatever comes together as the universe now, whether this it's a thief. I mean, certainly the story starts off with a thief. So whether it's a thief of your money or a thief of your land, what do you do? Good. She's not, she doesn't say that you're supposed to act like um, this Zen master did. She doesn't, she's That's not right. setting that up as a model. But what she is setting up is for us to look at that despite our owning events, our body, all the other things we think we own, our opinions of what people should or shouldn't do, what happens when the circumstances somehow bump up against our ownership, our ideas of whatever sort? How do we integrate into the moment of the universe as it is, or as she puts it, how do we allow um, chips to be to come off our personal agendas, which is in a way whether it's sitting or whether it's being present, because otherwise we end up harming ourselves and others, or being harmed by others or by ourself. So, now in one sense you can never be harmed, and in another sense you can certainly be harmed. So that's what she's saying. She's not setting up a new rule, well, you don't own anything. She's not saying it that way, but rather saying, look at, at the consequences of your believing that you own something when the circumstances all of a sudden are something different. And you don't have to do land. You could do it in terms of your body and an illness trying to take away your body from you. You could do it in terms of someone you love and uh, death 
taking away that person from you. It could be, and you could add on to that. I just picked some extreme ones. It could be all sorts of simple things, like thinking that when you wake up in the morning, you should feel good, and you wake up, and you're aching all over, and you're in pain, and you woke up three hours before you wanted to because you couldn't sleep any longer because you're in so much pain. Those are all sorts of things we want to own. Or, as she puts it, we also want to own people, we want to own ideas. All these things. So what do we do in the face of reality? Because certainly, this priest that that the story, that the chapter starts with, owned this money, and yet, and here was a thief who was coming with a sword ready to cut his head off, if he didn't give him the money, You know, today was the day you had to pay your real estate taxes. It was June 1st is the last day. And it's like, you you give this money, you have to give this money, but how do you do it? Do you do it with um, resentment or thinking, oh, they're taking too much money and so on? Or do you just do it? and write out your check and hand it over. Or you could you could not write out your check and let them come and take the land. Or you could still say they're taking too much and you write out your check. Or there's, but it's what do we do and what do we add on and how do we get entangled in what we add on in terms of... Um, rigidity, in terms of violence, in terms of anger, in terms of resentment, in terms of fear. Those are all the habits of body-mind that result in suffering, in harming, result in being unintegrated in the universe of the present moment life as it is. That's what this chapter is encouraging us to inquire about. Not some principle of some sort or another. Um, principles aren't what's, what this is about. And as, as um, she points out at the very end, us bright people, I'll say us, and no one else has to take membership in it, tend to get caught up in too much thinking and analyzing. <laughs> and I don't mean I'm bright. Uh, don't don't take it that way either. <laughs> but, but are you asking the question really, or is, are you saying that rhetorically? Because I have an answer that I would like to give. Give your answer. <laughs> okay, well, I notice that, I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying and what she's saying. But I notice that you keep saying, or, or you do this, or you do that. I... Like today, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think, I mean, to just take this from another direction, I don't think anybody owns the planet. And yet somebody today acted like he owns the friggin' planet and is affecting all the rest of us. So, and I've talked about this before, I think, and, and you know, I'm sure the Linda and, and whoever other person was wouldn't, you know, probably like the way I am on Facebook. You probably wouldn't either. You've heard me be a provocateur, yada, yada, yada. But let me just say this, okay? Um... You know, there, there's, uh, so to answer your question, I fight. 
I fight, and I think, you know, you do the next right thing, and I think there's a, there is a practice way to do that. Now, whether or not you agree with me and my way of doing it is, is appropriate, you know, fine, that's a different discussion in a way. Yeah. But, so you do that, and if you're me, you, you fight, and you notice you're angry all the time, and those are, yes, those are, I'm, I'm, I'm being harmed. I'm being harmed. I'm sure I'm harming others. That's what people do. So the awareness, as far as, I mean, if I, if I do understand this, and, you know, I, I'm not saying I have a complete understanding of it, but it's like, so, so yes, all those things happen, and, you know, it's non-dual. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to get philosophical here with using words like that, but it's like, and this happens, and that happens, and it's all part of what's happening. So you just, you deal with it. You face it. You, you know, you, you do the next right thing. And you have to try and make as good of a decision about that as you can in light of what it is developing. And uh, I guess, you know, that's more or less what I wanted to say. Well, that's very good, given that your partner was just talking about owning land, and you're saying no one owns land. So that's ve- so. So I, I leave that for the two of you yeah. to negotiate <laughs> out. <laughs> but, but... The the question is, you can believe and and want to act for whatever you do, um, but is there added harming coming from anger, from fear, from confusion in what you do? Because really the rest of this, this isn't about any sort of specific principles, owning land, not owning land, those are just points that she's bringing up because what we're about, if you want to use the word integration, meaning being integrated in this life of the universe that we are, if you want to use non-harming, you could talk about it from that point of view. That's what practice is about, or about seeing all the ways that we refuse um, to be aware of the harming that we're doing, which, of course, harms us and harms others and just keeps that cycle going. So how do you um, do what you do politically without, without adding on hatred, harming, or do you then get to work with the hatred, harming, anger, fear that's generated. See, in a way, that's the question that, that you could say she's asking. I mean, that's... I have to work with that, second thing. Good. That, then that means moment by moment noticing where you're adding on hatred over and above any specific disagreement about opinions, positions, etc., where you're adding on agitation so that the present moment integration, if I use her word, is somehow hindered by all the personal agendas on top of the present moment. See, that's what she's asking. I don't care what... what you know, you, you could take whatever position you want, but what do you do 
with it? How do you hold it in the face of the moment? This this priest certainly had all sorts of things he was doing, and yet, in response to the circumstance, how could, how did he respond in a way so that his personal agenda didn't get in the way of attending to the present moment circumstance? That's the point, and not in a in a pre-planned artificial way. That's also the point. Because if we think out plans and strategies, then we've got more, even if we think it's a better plan and a better strategy, we still have trouble. And isn't it interesting in, in the beginning story about the Zen teacher, he said to the thief, you can take everything but the money I need to pay my taxes, right? <laughs> yes, that's very appropriate for what was brought up about uh, June 1st, Tax day. <laughs> yeah. You so, had to thank him so that it wouldn't be like he was stealing. Yes. Uh, but see, it, it, it's a nice story in that way, but the point is not so much the details of that, but the immediacy of responding to the circumstances without letting our personal, or at least not being driven by our personal agendas, which we discover are there in responding to all sorts of circumstances, whether it's something we hear in the news, or whether it's someone in our face, or whether it's how our bodily condition is, or even how simple things like how the weather is and what the traffic is like. Those are all times when either our personal agenda arises, and can we, through awareness, through noticing thoughts, through experiencing, can we use those as the gate into the, if I use the word non-dual, if I use the word into the gateless gate moment, or do those become hindrances that run us in one direction or another and cause us to bump into all sorts of circumstances and do things that uh, further entangle us and others. That's the point that she's making. So, Page 95, it looks like the second paragraph, or the second chunking. The important thing is who we are at any given moment and how we handle what life brings to us. This is what you're saying, too. Yes. But this paragraph, to me, is the joko that I remember. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, to the point, simple, but very intense. Uh-huh. And... Uh, it's just it's pure joko. Yeah, it's it's pure practice. So joko, different people will will articulate it in different ways, and and in a way, Dogen says this in a different way. The the, the ten thousand things universe advances and confirms ourself. That's awakening. We advance and try to confirm. The, the 10,000 things universe, and that's delusion. 
That's also what she's saying. So I think that, that I think I'm trying to understand um, what she's saying on 95 at the top, which we already went over, um, the part where it says, um, as long as we worry about what someone's done to us, like taking our money, we are not truly integrated. Um, so I guess, I mean, I was trying to think about that in terms of, like, let's say someone steals my car. Um, so I guess the idea that she's talking about is I do everything I can to get my car back, but am I all caught up in lots of intense, you know, um, anger and judgment of the person and all of that, or am I just doing what I need to do to try to get my car back? Or am I all caught up in in judgments and anger and and resentments and fear, and can I use those to keep, in a sense, opening back up to the present moment, body, mind, even those, because when those arise, those are just the circumstances of the universe, and yet, if we believe them, if we um, hold on to that ownership of fear and resentment and revenge and whatever, which we all do in different ways, then that hinders us. That creates suffering. And, you know, that that's just cause and effect consequences. Okay, right. So it's not like, like she's talking about a pitfall of ignoring one's emotions and so forth. So it's not a question of of trying not to have them or, or not paying attention to the fact that I'm I'm completely livid that my car has been stolen, but 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 somehow just just working with that or just being with that, experiencing it, but not necessarily um, trying to take re- actually take action to take revenge on the person who stole my car, or, or discovering that we're even trying to take revenge and then. Noticing that intention and how do we handle that? How do we handle even the, this desire for revenge that arises? Do we, what's skillful with this? See, this, this, she, the point is very simple. How, she says it, the, the first paragraph of the second, uh, no, excuse me, the first sentence of the second paragraph. How we handle what life brings to us. That's it. And what, in a sense, blinds us to responding, she uses the word handle, I'll use the word respond, responding to the life brought to us this moment, whether it's so-called outside in the news or so-called inside in in our um, house with our partner or anywhere in between. Or anywhere other it seems like you're, you're, it seems like she it seems like what she says in the first paragraph, as long as we worry about what someone has done to us, like taking our money, we're not truly integrated. That seems to contradict the idea of of you know she seems to be it seems to be a subtle judgment, like you know well, you know if you get worried and upset, then you're not integrated. Well, and you seem to be saying, well, if you get worried and upset that someone stole your car, that's, I don't know. It, 
the arising of worried and upset it, 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 it is one thing. The um, wallowing in it, the entangling in it and building on it is another thing. You you aren't in control of what arises inside or outside, but at some point practice enables you to, to see the point of when you are able to cease or let go for a moment. I don't mean a don't don't set up some ideal of um, either or. At some point, you can let uh, work with worries. You can see that um, your wanting to take revenge is just that, a set of thoughts that you're blinded by. Um, Or you could see the burning of the hatred and the opportunity that experiencing that hatred burning offers you. So it's not making some ideal of how we're supposed to be. As she says, this is an endless practice. Um, she says, many steps, many byways, many pitfalls in the integration of ourself as human beings, as this body-mind I'll add on body-mind universe is not two. So the, this is to this chapter in a way is encouraging us to see what it is that keeps us entangled and disintegrated. If I'll go that direction disintegrated because somehow the rest of the universe, somehow our own ideas and opinions, our own strategies are getting in the way. And first we have to see that that those are, because otherwise we naturally assume that those are how we should live. Those are the basis of what to do. Or, as she puts it at the bottom of page 95, since that real practice begins moment by moment, just facing the moment. Our minds are no longer so obstreperous. They don't dominate us. See? Genuine renunciation of our personal agendas begin even though it may be interrupted by all sorts of difficult circumstances, whether it's so-called political events, social events, personal events, um, and everything in between. In fact, as she says at the end, the rockier the better. The ego needs rocks to challenge it. (laughs) None of us want rocks, no one of us want to be challenged, but somehow or other we need them. (laughs) Because the not wanting to be challenged itself proves that we need them.
it, it's important to know that this is just a guide for practice, not a description of where practice is going to lead, but rather a guide of what you get to practice with and maybe how you practice with it. It's not a description of what is going to be at some end point, what is some ideal way to behave, what should come. Or we have to do our own practice, or as she puts it, um, if we don't do it, quote, life gives us kick after kick after kick. And you could multiply that. Not in a malicious way, but just in the process of life faced and our desires for how life ought to be and our agendas of how life ought to be. Anyone else? No one? Champagne? Springfield? Doesn't sound like it. No? Anyone in Springfield? <laughs> Did we lose Springfield? No. <laughs> We're still here. Okay, you're all integrated. Good. So, so the next the next chapter is called the Tomato Fighters, which is a very uh, what should I say an interesting title, and it's an interesting chapter. So, so that's next week, um, the seventh. No, the eighth. Excuse me. Um, so we'll do that, and then the, the week of the 15th, I'll be um, out of town. Um, I'll be in L.A., so we won't be having a class then. And then we'll resume again. Uh, Mike, do I have the dates right? Yes. Next week is the 8th, and we'll have the class on the 8th, and then we'll, we'll have a hiatus um, for one, one week, and then we'll start again. So... Tomato Fighters, I know that's a interesting title, and some of you might remember this chapter. Um, in any case, I think there's plenty there to talk about, 
And if some of the things we talked about today you want to pursue further with me or with Mushin or by yourself in your practice, please do. Okay. Good. I want to remind people that uh, the July session is going to be in Springfield. And I'll let Mushin say anything else he has to say about it when it's time. Yeah, I'll send out an email. Good. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night.